I want to read, if I could, verse 17 again. And then with your permission, uh, I'll pray again. But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. I'm going to talk to you about my Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for your presence. I think you like good music. I think when you hear it going on here on earth, you come to listen. Thank you. The Lord, one of the greatest men in the Bible was a great musician. That's David. And so it says in Job that the angels sang while, Jesus, while, the, while God uh, uh, created the world. And so that's a good thing. Now, Lord, tonight I pray you'd speak to us. Uh, do something, change something, someone, and I'll thank you for it. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, the Bible says here, uh, but Jesus answered them, my father worketh hitherto and I work. Could I shock you by telling you that God has only ever had two works going on in this world? He's only had two. You had nothing to do with the first one. The first work was creation. That was all of God. The second work is repairing creation. Uh, I don't mean this to be funny, but he's into rehab. <laughs> he do, he's flipping it. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, all I want to say tonight is, is nothing new to you. Uh, but I want to remind you that Jesus is still working. Remember back in Genesis uh, where it said that uh, after six days, God rested. Now, he didn't rest because he was tired. He rests because there's nothing more to do that needed to be done to creation. So he rested the seventh day. And so you know that. And then... Uh, after the seventh day, uh, after, after the sixth day, he rested, and then uh, uh, after, the, and, and, uh, after the seventh day, was the eighth day, he went to work again. You know what he went to work again on? Reconciliation. Repair. Because I think it probably was on the maybe the morning of the sixth, of uh, the eighth day, which is day after the seventh, obviously. Adam and Eve were in the garden. And uh, he came down to see them. And he said, uh, where art thou? And Adam said, we're hiding in the, in the thicket and we're dressed in leaves. What he was saying was, we messed up what you did. We call it the fall. You'll never understand the fall and creation in the fall until you see creation is an act of God's love. I don't, some of this I'm going to say I can't define, I'm just going to believe it. I know God knows everything and I know all the theology, I've been there. God made a world. You know why he made it? He made it for he and his, he and his son, his wife, and his children uh, to have fellowship. And I think God spent six days working toward 
the sixth, the sixth day when he would do his crowning creation, which was Adam and Eve. Uh, and I think, uh, let's say he rested on the seventh day and uh, then on the eighth day he was anticipating meeting his creation. And so on the eighth day uh, he, he came down and he was stood up. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, they weren't there for him. And he said, well, I know he knew this. He wasn't asking geographically, where are you? Really, he was asking you, where are you in, in light of my will for you? And uh, he was uh, hiding. So God, anyway, God, God loved Adam and Eve, and he made, he, made a, he made them like he wanted them. And then after he made them, he made a place for them to live and for him to have fellowship with them, and that was called Eden. And, and he made that so he could have fellowship with them there. And he came down and found out that they had disobeyed and sinned and marred all he had done in those six days. And that's terrible. But I, the only good thing I can tell you about it is he didn't quit loving them. They broke his heart. Someday they'd, they'd take his son. But he came down because he still loved them. So what did he do? He started another work. That's the work Jesus is talking about here. He started another work. And that's the work of reconciliation, the work of repair, and the work of uh, coming together again. And uh, I want to describe this work he did uh, uh, on the eighth day, and we'll start on the eighth day. He, uh, uh, first thing he did, uh, he, he, after Adam ruined it, he, he's going to repair it, and he started with a man named Noah. <clears throat> you know when Adam sinned, that was just one sin, but, but, but by Genesis chapter 6, God said, I'm sorry I made you. Can I tell you a little personal story? You won't tell this. You won't uh, you, you understand this. I, I have a sister and have a brother. And... Uh, there's three of us. My mother was recording her life for my sister on a tape recorder, asking her questions and finding out information about her. So we kids that have something. And one of the questions she asked my mother is, uh, what was your greatest disappointment? You know what she said? Fred. That's it. That's me, and my cornea name. She said, Fred. And when I first heard just that part, my heart sank. I know I was, a, I know I did a lot of things I shouldn't have done, but I was her greatest disappointment. And then she went on to say, but he's also my greatest joy, because I got saved. And I met the Lord, and what I had done had been forgotten. 
And uh, so, uh, though God, uh, though Adam sinned, God is going into a state of repair. And the first thing he does, he calls a man named, a man named Noah. Would you go back to Genesis with me? Uh, uh, Genesis chapter uh, 1. He uh, called a man, in, in Genesis chapter 1, it says, uh, and God, in verse 31, and God saw everything that it was, he had made, and behold, it was good, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God rested. God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And so everything was just right. When he went home that, when he went back to uh, home to heaven uh, at the end of the sixth day, everything was perfect. When he came back on the eighth day, he found out that Satan had commandeered and Adam and Eve had rebelled and sinned and he, and he loved them. And so what he did, he started a process of reconciliation and of recovery. Uh, and I've already told you, he, he, they, they were so bad after a while, he, he, everything was wicked and he was sorry that he had even made them. But he still loved them, so he went into a, a, a work of reconciliation. He, and he said to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. He said that to Adam in Genesis chapter 1. Now, in, in Genesis chapter 10, would you go there, please? I need to show you that. Genesis chapter 10. Uh, and here's the same words in verse nine, chapter 9 and verse 1 as he, said to, as he said to Adam eight chapters before. He said to Adam eight chapters, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Now, look what he said in chapter 9, verse 1, to Noah. And God blessed Noah and his sons. And said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So Noah had the same assignment as Adam had. But here's a sad thing. He had the same result. He had the same result. I, don't, I wish I could take you all these verses, but you know them. Uh, by the time Noah was done with the world, God had to scatter him. And, and confound, confound their language. You know that over there in Genesis uh, chapter 11. He, he said to Jesus, I'm hearing some bad stuff about the world. Uh, let's go down and see what's going on. And when he got down there, he saw that they were so uh, wicked that he had to stop it some way. And you know how he stopped it? By confusing them and confounding them and scattering them so they couldn't communicate. So Adam made a bigger mess of the world. I mean, Noah made as big a mess of the world as Adam did. And so to, to uh, uh, stop the spread of wickedness, he confounded them and uh, uh, confused them and changed their language. But he still loved them. Before I'm done, I'm going to tell you, you're pretty rotten too. But guess what? He still loves you. Anyway, I better get, I better get on here. And so here's, so, so, so the first thing that God did was 
when the, the fall came, was he, he tried to, to, to correct it by doing it again with Noah. That didn't work either. So in, we see him uh, in, Gen- in Genesis uh, uh, 10 and 11, seeing what's happened. And he said, we've got to stop this mess. And so he scattered them uh, over the face of the earth. And he said, I'm not going to destroy them with water anymore. You know what he did? He made a third effort. Now, I must take you to this, to Genesis chapter 12. You go there now, Genesis chapter 12. I'll I, I, I show you. God called another man whose name was Abraham. You know that story. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, for in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Let me tell you what I thought that, what I used to think that said. I used to think that said, I'm going to wash my hands of Noah and his crowd. I'm going to wash my hands of Adam and his crowd. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy and disperse and uh, annihilate them. And I'm going to start totally over with another man named Adam. I thought that's what that said. It doesn't say that at all. You know what it says? Adam, I want you to go looking for him because I still love him. Get out from my country. Not from my land where, I, where you are and my kindred, and I'll make you a blessing, to the, make you a great nation. He, what he's saying is, Adam, I'm, I'm going to make an, I'm going to make a nation out of, you, out of your seed that's going to be so great when people see what I've done for you, they're going to want it, and they'll come and get get it done for them. And and so he's uh, he he sent him. So look now in verse two, and I'll make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and. Make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Now watch it. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Who's he talking about? That rotten crowd of Noah. That crowd, Noah's crowd. Where did all these people come from that's on the earth now? And they came from Noah's boat. And Adam, and now God saying, Adam, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to send you. After them. Why? Because they've broken my heart. But I still love them. But guess what? Abraham's effort failed also. Failed so bad that they killed one of their seed called Jesus. They failed so bad that they were scattered throughout the land, the, the land of Babylon. They sinned so bad that he cut them off the tree. He, he, took, he, he, he pruned them. And you know what he did? Anybody know what he did? He grafted us in. Amen. Glory to God. You know why he did that? He still loves us. He said, I tried with Adam, and that was a failure. Now, he knows what's going to happen, and you, you know, you know, I know that. But I'm trying to put it in our words. He, he, uh, he, did it, he, he put Adam there and said, now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you have domination over the, over the animals and over, the, over this whole world. And I'm going to make a special place for you, Adam, and we'll call it Eden. And we will meet there and have fellowship in the cool of the day. 
first day he went, Adam wasn't there. So he had to dismiss Adam and with a flood. And then he called Noah and said, Noah, I'm not going to send any more floods, but I'm going to send you, and, and I want from your seed to populate the world. And you know, Adam or Noah sinned, and God had to disperse the world at, at Bethel. And then he called Abraham. And Abraham failed. So God temporarily cut them out and grafted us in. What do you think we're supposed to do? Just a wild guess. I think we are supposed to help God, help Christ and God reconcile the world to himself. Is that called soul winning? You call it what you want to call it. I'm telling you, Jesus said that I'm still working on what God started in Eden. And when, when he grafted Abraham out, he grafted us in. Here's a question. How are we doing? You know what I did to Adam when it didn't work? You know what I did to Noah when it didn't work? You know what I did to Abraham when it didn't work? Is it work? Are we working it? Are, are we taking advantage of being grafted in and evangelizing the world? I don't want to get on the mission, but just, I, I got to put a word in here for missions. What's missions but cooperating with God in reconciliation of those he loves to himself? And he's, you know what? He's going to put Israel back in someday. That's a good sermon right there. Are we doing well when our Lord said, go into all the world and preach the gospel? What he was saying was, uh, the work here to do, Northern Kentucky Baptist Church, is to work with God on reconciliation. We're laborers together with Him. We have the word of conciliation, uh, the word of reconciliation, and we have the work of recon uh, reconciliation. And yet, half the world has no idea of anything I've just told you. It's been 2,000 years since our leader and our head, the Lord Jesus, said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Is God any more pleased with us than he was with Adam's seed or Noah's seed? He's been more graceful to us. But I want you to know that the work we have to do is the work of reconciliation. May I, may I say this? This is a greater work than creation. Why do you say that, Brother Keene? Now, uh, creation cost, didn't cost God anything. Creation did not cost God anything. Creation took six days. Reconciliation, now we're working on 6,000 years. A lot more time in reconciliation than creation. And reconciliation cost him his son. How much grieved must God be if we won't be a part of his, of his work of reconciliation? Would you not agree? Reconciliation is greater than, than uh, uh, reconciliation is greater than creation. You know, somebody joined the team and I got saved. I told you this morning about that. 
Now, what I'm supposed to do is go into all the world and preach the gospel and be part of God's tan, uh, plan of reconciliation. And, and we sang the song about it tonight. He's coming. He's coming. What are we supposed to be doing? Getting folks ready for his coming. So I, I, I believe it's a greater work. I'm glad somebody did it on me, and he left us here to do it. And I trust that you will become a part of reconciliation to God, of his creation. Let's pray. Now, I, I, I assume, but I don't want to assume, everybody here is saved. One time Jesus said to Peter, bring your fish. One day he might say to us, bring your souls. I wonder if you're part of the reconciliation to the place that you need to be. I, 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 I know I could work on that a lot more. God still loved them and God still loves us. And God wants them to be among those that sing around the throne of grace forever. And I trust that you'll be a part of the work. Jesus said, I'm working on his work of reconciliation. I'm going to say that too. Let's pray. Dear Lord, this church is, is here because somebody is involved in reconciliation. These kids going to Bible college, somebody's involved in reconciliation. Yet, Lord, half the world has not been told. So there's a lot to do. And who can we look to if we can't look to our, our churches? To have people that will go. Well, maybe somebody here tonight needs reconciled to God through Christ. Maybe somebody here tonight needs to give their lives doing that. <clears throat> and Lord, I pray you'd speak to people. For Jesus' sake, amen. Thank you. God bless you.